Hi, my name is Mike Dillard, and this is Self Made Man, the podcast for those who want to leave their mark on the world and create a legacy of honor, integrity, and achievement in every aspect of your life. I'm glad you're here, and once again, it is time to forge your destiny. If you're an entrepreneur, there's a very, very good chance that you are familiar with Mr. Gary Vaynerchuk. Over the years, I've watched as Gary's built one of the biggest personal brands in the world, culminating with the launch of his very own sneaker line that launched last year with K-Swiss. Well, in addition to his personal brand, Gary's primary focus over the past few years has been the growth of his media agency, VaynerMedia. So if you're not familiar with VaynerMedia, they're basically a full-service digital marketing agency for Fortune 500 companies. If you're Budweiser, Toyota, or Pepsi, and if you're looking to implement a comprehensive digital marketing campaign across all major social platforms and devices, then Vayner is the company that you call. Within the past few years, they've grown to more than 700 employees and revenue that's now well into the nine figures. So how did he do it? How did Gary create and scale VaynerMedia into one of the fastest growing ad agencies in the world? Well, our guest today has been a huge part of their growth. His name is James Orsini. So James is VaynerMedia's COO, and essentially he's the man behind the scenes whose primary job is to bring Gary's vision to life. So today you're going to get a completely unique look behind the curtain of Gary, how he builds his businesses, and how they've grown VaynerMedia. You're going to find out how James and Gary met, how they run and scale the business, and what you need to look for most when hiring a COO just like James for your business. Make sure that you stick around till the very end because VaynerMedia has some fantastic mentoring programs for smaller businesses and solo entrepreneurs that I was unaware of and that I think you will find incredibly valuable. Now, before we dive in, I want to apologize ahead of time for the popping noise that you're going to hear during this interview. After trying several different microphones, we finally figured out that the audio jack on James's computer was broken and there was really no way to avoid the noise. If his microphone cable moved at all, it made a little popping sound, but we've taken out as many of them as we can during the editing process. And thankfully, it got a lot better as the interview went on. But I just wanted to let you know about that ahead of time. With that being said, please help me welcome the COO of VaynerMedia, James Orsini. Well, James Orsini, welcome to Self Made Man. I am incredibly excited about our conversation today. Thanks for joining us. Oh, Mike, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, absolutely. So, our audience are all big fans of Gary Vee. I've followed him since day one. Gosh, it's been seven, eight, nine years since he started with Wine Library and his YouTube videos. Uh, and it's been awesome to watch his progress. And now the the growth of VaynerMedia uh, over the last couple of years has been really neat to watch. And yes. you are uh, you are the COO. You're the man behind the scenes running the entire operation. So I would love to know how you and Gary initially connected and, and how you eventually ended up at the helm there. Oh, it's, uh, it's actually a funny story. I sat next to Gary's brother, AJ, mm -hmm. about nine years ago at a Seton Hall University basketball game. And we got to talking and he said how he and his brother uh, and a few other guys had just started a social media advertising company. I was uh, chief operating officer of Saatchi and Saatchi advertising at the time. And I asked him if he wanted to come down and uh, uh, see what it's like uh, when he gets big. And he took me up on it. And uh, we spent some time uh, uh, together and, you know, businesses that either weren't right or a little too small for, for Saatchi, I would give him a call and he would take them. 
And then uh, we sort of had a mentor relationship where he would call me up, uh, ask if, uh, do I know somebody who does that? Have I ever done that? How would I handle this? And so we stayed in touch. And then uh, later, I became the uh, CEO of a company called Cedo Mobile, which uh, trades on the NASDAQ. And I had uh, developers in uh, Boise, Idaho at the time, and they developed something that they thought would be right for Facebook. It was about four years ago now. And uh, they said, who can we show it to? And I said, you know, I know this kid, uh, AJ, he's got a social media company, so let me give him a call. And uh, he's like, yeah, sure, come on in. And I, I went into this Park Avenue office, and, you know, there were uh, 250 people there. And I was like, oh, my God, this kid's got a company. This is not <laughs> four guys in a cubicle anymore. Mm. So I, I had a three-year contract uh, with CETO. I stood three and a half years. And I just kind of picked up the phone and called AJ to tell him I was getting back into the big advertising space. And I'd see him again in New York City. And his question was, uh, hey, hey, James, have you ever met my brother Gary? And I said, no. He said, have you ever heard of my brother Gary? And I said, no. And he said, uh, why don't you do a quick Google search? He's not going to be hard to find. And I did, and he wasn't. And uh, I had a 15-minute uh, meeting with him uh, in, in their office. At that time, Gary and AJ actually shared the same office. And then I got a call from AJ uh, the next day, and he said, look, good news. He likes you. He wants to have dinner with you. But he's uh, super busy, you know, so when he calls, it's, it's that night and that time is uh, your dinner. So uh, we had a dinner together and uh, we really uh, hit it off. And, you know, his question uh, to me was, hey, I want to build a $500 million independent, integrated international communications company. Can you help me do it? And, uh, and I said, uh, yeah, I think I can. Well, that's, so, uh, that's amazing how it's uh, just a bit of serendipity one day at a basketball game. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why it's so important, uh, you know, the, the uh, networking and, and uh, paying it forward. I mean, uh, uh, helping simply because you can and not because there was necessarily something in it for you. All those years that I was taking AJ's call, I never really envisioned that I'd be working for uh, his company. Yeah, that's amazing. So let me ask you, what is it like to run operations with someone like Gary, who's your typical visionary entrepreneur, uh, as he likes to put it, head in the clouds, right? And always thinking about big picture, always on the creative side. How do you and Gary divide and conquer essentially what needs to be done to build the company? Well, um, a few points of uh, clarification and correction, right? So, uh, Yes, he speaks of the clouds, but he also speaks of the dirt, and he's right. in the details. Uh, Gary is truly an operating CEO. He is really all of the above. He's a creative CEO. He's a strategic CEO. He's an operating CEO. He's a visionary CEO. So uh, he ticks a lot of boxes, and you know, it's it's sort of a, a delicate balance to uh, make sure that um, you know, really just following his lead and helping him to execute against uh, his vision. He's all about speed and, and scale and, uh, you know, uh, just making sure that uh, we're, able, we're able to do that in an uh, efficient manner is, uh, is part of what I help him do. And what, what is that exactly on a day-to-day -day basis? Yeah, you know, it's, it's really wherever he, uh, he has the need and whatever he calls me to do. I've been fortunate enough to hold uh, so many C-level positions over the course of a a uh, 30 plus year career, 25 of which have been in this space. And I actually, uh, you know, uh, wrote an article on that when, 
you know, when I was a chief financial officer, I played in the HR realm. When I was uh, a, a chief operating officer, I played in the legal realm. When I was a, a chief executive officer, I played on the client realm. So, you know, uh, the ability to just help grease the wheels to make sure that the things like financing are fueling the vision rather than choking the vision in his own hallways. We have a term that we use called scalable organization, not to use the term process, which by its nature sounds like uh, slow and lethargic. So, uh, you know, I, I just uh, work with the other members of his leadership team and the 800 plus people that are here in the company to make sure that, uh, you know, the operations are, are, are following his vision. What are the keys to successfully scaling as, uh, as you put it a second ago? It's taken the time to learn what 800 people do. It's really uh, understanding what he sees as the next uh, uh, move in uh, garnishing attention at a reasonable rate. So, uh, you know, today we're talking about uh, impact and volume as two key differentiators for a Y Vayner solution. And what, and what is a Vayner solution? So I, I think now, you, you know, you would come to Vayner if you really wanted to have true impact on your marketing spend through volume content. So Gary says the, the internet is limitless and people are still marketing as if it's limited uh, like it was in print or television. I, I have to get this perfect because there's only 60 pages in this magazine. This must be absolutely breathtaking because I only have 15 seconds to, to tell the story. And Gary's belief is that good content will be consumed at any length. You know, we use uh, virtually every platform to make that happen. So a second ago, you mentioned the words impact and volume. Can you dive into that a little bit more in your philosophy around those two things? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we, we have uh, uh, some client uh, material out there right now, a Miracle Whip for our craft client. And uh, you'll see that we are using every single social channel to promote the, uh, the relevance uh, and get people talking about the uh, Miracle Whip product. Uh, think of Gary, right? Look at how much volume and content he puts out. He's a, he's a media company first. And uh, I think what I love working here and working for Gary is that he never asks, he asks a client to do something that he wouldn't or hasn't already done for himself. So for us, it's already, it's already a proven case study. And uh, I think that's what, what makes people comfortable in the uncomfortable or people comfortable in change, as we call it here. Uh, Gary's most comfortable in change. If you were going to start a media company from scratch, we've got a lot of young entrepreneurs who are listening to this right now many of whom, again, are, are very attracted to that, that idea and to what's happening in social. And if they were going to start a media company from scratch tomorrow, what are the, the most critical roles that need to be a, a part of that team to pull that off? You know, I think uh, Gary started as VaynerMedia and they didn't place any media. So I, th I think that's, that's an interesting thing. I, I was at Cedo Mobile. I called it a mobile media company. And at first it was a technology company. So uh, Gary likes to work backwards from the solution. So, you know, what is it that you want to be and then work backwards from there, even if on day one, you are not that. 
And I, I believe now, you know, uh, he believes they're all media properties. Uh, I mean, uh, just myself between, you know, the, the podcasting, my social presence and, uh, and my social brand is mostly because I'm following his lead uh, because the media property then gives you the liberty to do so many other things, right? So, so uh, can can he have his own sneaker brand as a media company? Sure. Can he have a me- Can he have a uh, uh, a holding company in the VaynerX model as a media company? Sure. Can he launch his own line? You know, in the not too distant future, absolutely. So the media property gives you the, the creative liberty to play in so many other areas, and I think that's the attraction to so many entrepreneurs. The challenge around that, though, right, is what happens to all of those businesses and assets if Gary goes away, right? When you're the drive, the driving force behind their their launch and you know success. You know, it was funny because uh, I asked that on my on my dinner interview. I said, Gary, you know, how do we scale you? You're one man, and he laughed at me and he said, Look, you're used to working with rock stars in the advertising industry, right? The, Donnie Deutsch, Kevin Roberts. He says, I'm just a rock star. And, and really, I don't promise you know, anybody, me, I promise everybody access to me. So everybody has a bat phone to get to me. And when they call, I get there. And as long as I keep hiring good people to help scale me. So you know, we built out a leadership team here of a dozen people. as the chief media officer, as the chief creative officer, as the chief production officer. He's got a Chief financial officer, he's got chief strategy officer, chief operating officer, chief heart officer, chief of staff. Uh, he's taken the time to to build people. Obviously, he's he's one man. He's not servicing uh, all the clients that make up everybody in this hallway. Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, but, if, but uh, just one point of correction: he is keenly aware of everything that's going on in it, on every client here. Uh, that's the dirt part of the clouds. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So if I were to come on as a, a VaynerMedia client today, what does that process look like? What's, what's the onboarding process look like? What's the most important pieces of information that you guys need to find out in order to successfully run the media side of our business, essentially? You know, I think there's uh, the interesting part now is we are redoing the holding company model. And there are so many ways to enter our hallways as, as a Vayner X client, right? So you have the traditional digital advertising company, right? Which has a creative and, and planning and account management. Uh, we have a full service media planning and buying division. We have a, um, a standalone uh, production company. We have a digital publishing division in the gallery in PureWow. So there are so many ways to enter the hallways and, and the fact of the matter is, because it's independently owned, it doesn't answer to a holding company, it doesn't answer to Wall Street, it, it can be disciplined blind because it's one CEO, one bottom line, and it can truly give you the marketing mix that you know, we deem most appropriate to uh, satisfy your needs. And it's not like you have to use everything in the hallway. We have some clients that are just media clients come here just for the media planning and buying. Uh, don't get the creative services from us. We have others that come in uh, just uh, production side. We have others just on the digital publishing side. We have some, and that's our desire, obviously, to use every aspect of what it is that we offer here in the hallways. 
And uh, that's that's really been um, exciting to see that develop over the three and a half plus years that I've been here. How do you guys handle quality control when it comes to managing clients, right? Because if you, I've had lots of experiences with different agencies, maybe when it comes to traffic or things like that. And an agency, you know, has multiple clients by definition, right? So there might be, my account manager might have three, four other clients that they're managing. And what I found is that success is in the details, right? It's the choice of an image or the choice of a word that goes out, a headline, as Gary would put it in the dirt, right? It's, it's the detailed stuff that matters. And when you've got an account manager that's running other clients, they're busy and they're, they're distracted. How do you guys manage that? Because it makes such a big impact with what you're doing. You know, we're, we're, so we're not short of resources here, right? Mm. With over 800 plus employees here. What I take from this is this is a fearless company operating in an industry of fear. We start the process with there's nothing that we can't do. We are confident in our ability and we, we take charge. We certainly uh, listen to what our clients have to say, but we are forceful in our approach. We, we have something special here. You know, I've been in public relations. I've been in branding. I've been in general market advertising. I've been in mobile media. This is a very, very special place led by a very special and fearless leader who's just not afraid to make a mistake. You know, um, it's okay if we make a mistake. We'll, we'll come clean on it. We're not going to hide it. We are not fearful that we're going to lose a piece of business. We're moving swiftly with enormous volumes of content. You know, look, look at Gary's own persona and brand, okay? Uh, when you have that much content, perfection doesn't matter. Uh, we will, you know, we could take something down if it's a mistake or, you know, there's another piece of content to follow up. You're not talking about doing a, a, a you know, a television commercial uh, twice a year. You're talking about volumes of content being pushed out on multiple channels and making sure that we are garnishing the audience attention, flooding them with content that uh, some of which they gravitate to and some of which they don't. And that's OK. Yeah, Absolutely. So from a, a COO perspective, that's one of the most critical roles that a founder could hire. What tips do you have for entrepreneurs out there when it comes to hiring the right person for that role? Well, you know, you have to hire somebody who compliments you, right? So Gary did not need a yes man. You know, he, he had a lot of people uh, willing to, to, uh, to say yes to everything he did. Uh, you know, he hired me and he said, listen, you made 25 years of mistakes I don't want to make. So help me, uh, literally help me avoid the potholes and move faster. So, uh, you know, I, uh, people ask me all the time, who, uh, who, who, you know, who's your admin? I said, I don't have an admin. Who works for you? I said, nobody works for me. They're like, well, how do you get stuff done? I said, because I take the time to understand what 800 people do and I'm able to help connect those dots. You know, I don't want to be limited to the capacity of a two person department. So I think, uh, and I tell them all the time, I thought he was brilliant for hiring me. I mean, I, you know, it was a big investment early on. You know, one of the first of his uh, leadership team have uh, helped him uh, and have been a part of uh, others that helped bring others in. You know, some of my own personal contacts, uh, some that I have known, uh, uh, and some that I was part of a team that, uh, that said, uh, yeah, we, we should do this. 
What are the, the key metrics that your role is essentially measured by, right? Like what are the metrics for success that a, a great COO should be measured by? I think it's, well, Gary asked me, can you describe what you do in one sentence? And I said, yeah, I take dreams and visions and turn them into action plans. And he said, okay, great, you're hired. So, uh, yeah, that was, uh, you know, that was an easy uh, interview. And sometimes uh, I'm a COO who realizes how lonely a CEO position is. You know, that was a, being a CEO of a publicly traded company was a hard role. It was a lonely role. And, you know, there's a lot on your shoulders when you're a CEO. And, you know, sometimes just having somebody else in the hallway who understand that could, could, be, uh, could be comforting. He is not afraid to make any decision and live by the decision. But he, he observes, he takes in counsel. You know, he does listen. He's a, he listens as well. Um, you know, so uh, he describes himself as a moldable dictator, <laughs> which I think is great. So fun question for you here, James, before we, uh, before we wrap up today. Gary's obviously, his, his big goal is to buy the New York Jets. And that's been a fun goal for all of us you know, as fans of his to participate in, right? And to root for. From a, a practical standpoint, that's obviously one of his dreams. If that's your job description, right, is to take, take his dreams and help them become a reality. How are you guys doing that? Well, you know, I, th- I think it's, uh, it's funny because he does say on the day he buys the Jets, that will likely be the saddest day of his life because he would have accomplished a lifelong goal. Right, absolutely. Uh, but, but generally speaking, the VaynerX model is a test lab. So we are constantly testing and optimizing. This is a fail fast, fix fast, learn fast environment. And his goal is not necessarily to sell VaynerMedia to a holding company or any other. That's not how he uh, intends to amass the wealth. His goal is to buy orphaned or abandoned brands and run them through his marketing machine to then increase the value of those brands and then kind of spin them off. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, I think he probably wants to be more like a, a Procter & Gamble than he does uh, a Droga 5, you know. <laughs> he, he wants to actually own the products and increase their value. So that's why we have so many things in, the, in these hallways that you wouldn't have in a normal advertising company, per se. You know, whether it's a smart product division, an e-commerce division, a beta small business division. He's got a lot of things in these hallways that work backwards from the end goal. Remember earlier on, we talked about working backwards from what it is that you want to do. Everything that he does is predicated on amassing enough wealth to eventually buy the jets. So that's the backdrops to decisions being made. Is this going to help me get there? Yeah, that's, uh, that's really interesting. It's something that Tony Robbins talks about a lot when people who have these lifelong goals reach that moment of accomplishment. I believe it was Buzz Aldrin he used as an example when, when Buzz stood on the moon, right? Mm-hmm. And came back and was unbelievably depressed. Yeah. He's like, what's the point of my life now? <laughs> like, right, what right. am I doing? And, uh, and it's going to be really interesting. I know Gary's well aware of that. And it's going to be really interesting to see what he, he chooses as his next goal after that. You're right. Um, right, right. Which is well, we're, uh, we're still a little ways from amassing several billion yeah, uh, to buy them. So <laughs> there's work to be done here. Let's put it that way. Yeah, absolutely. If someone wanted to contact you guys and talk to you about becoming a client, who is 
your ideal, let's just say minimum client, right? Because we've got a lot of, of founders and startups here. We're not we're not doing a, a podcast with a bunch of mm-hmm. ten figure company owners. What's kind of the minimum criteria in order to make a company a good fit for you guys? Well, you know, we do we do uh, look. Let's face it, this company is really built to handle Fortune one hundred type clients, but we do have uh, some smaller offerings that allow us to to do that. Right, uh, you can have an entry level uh, a seat at the table in one of our four Ds. Uh, for $10,000 where, you know, it's a day in the life of VaynerMedia and you get to see behind the curtain and, uh, you know, um, Gary himself shows up in that room. So uh, that's meant for small business. And what, and what is that exactly, the 4Ds? Think of it like a Zappos or a Disney where, where you actually come in for a full day immersion. Uh, we rotate uh, leadership through and, you know, you'll, you'll talk about the strategy and creative and influencers and e-commerce and, you know, you, you get a nice smattering of all that uh, can be done. We've probably run, uh, I guess, about 14 or 15 to date. Everyone has been sold out. It's a small room of about 12. And, uh, you know, Gary uh, is in there for about an hour. So you actually get to ask a pointed question to him directly. These are all on our website, by the way. And then, uh, uh, you know, we have a Vayner Beta, which is for some smaller businesses. We have uh, a new program called Vayner Mentors, which are meant from businesses between uh, $2 million and $25 million. Not necessarily startups, but these are mature businesses that are just stuck, right? They haven't been able to break through a ceiling. And the mentorship program, which I'm actively involved in uh, as well, uh, is, is uh, for explosive and meaningful growth. It's a six-week program, and, uh, and you know, we put skin in the game. Uh, should we unlock the growth over a three-year period? We actually share in the profits. That's an entry level of about 150000 So uh, So we have, we have uh, a few things that could be of interest. All of these are on the website uh, as well. Awesome. Very cool. Well, James, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. This was really, really insightful. And uh, it's neat to see what you guys are doing and uh, to hear your story of how you became involved. This has been great. Great. I hope your, uh, your audience finds value with it. Absolutely. Where can folks go to connect with you? I know you're pretty active on Medium, but is there uh, a preferred channel? Yeah, my, uh, I'm Jimmy the Pencil on Twitter, uh, James Orsini on uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, and medium as you said awesome very cool well james thank you again this was great uh folks if you feel like you're a fit for what vayner media is doing on vayner x please uh, give them a call reach out to jimmy on twitter or linkedin as well and i think those programs are are awesome that you guys are doing that and and you're making or creating opportunities for uh for startups to get involved with you and to learn from you so that's really neat great yeah it's uh, gary's got a passion for uh, for the entrepreneur so you know, we, we uh, wanted to make sure that we have several things in our hallways that could be right for them. Awesome. Well, James Orsini, thank you so much once again. And guys, gals, thank you as always for listening. We'll see you next week. Take care.
Thank you.